Hi, I am Olumide Olainka. A big hello and welcome to the Startup Lagos podcast. A podcast dedicated to highlighting the bubbling scene of the growing startup community of the city of Lagos. On the show, get to hear inspiring stories from founders, entrepreneurs, investors, corporates, and other ecosystem stakeholders. To subscribe to us, visit podcast.startuplagos.co. Stay tuned with us. Stay pumped. Today, I will be talking about customer service. And um, I'm really glad about the mix of speakers that we have here today because I feel that we are all addressing um, sectors that are usually not paid so much attention in a business. It's very easy for you to place your focus on sales or on marketing. But customer service is not something that comes to your mind as somewhere that you need to put money in or where you need to invest in. And I titled this um, presentation, Achieving Unicorn Status. We all know what a unicorn is. Do we know what a unicorn is? Please, I I like an interactive class, so if I'm asking, please, please just respond. You know what a unicorn is? A unicorn is a mythical creature, and it's supposed to be very rare. And to be honest with you, any customer-centric business in Nigeria right now has unicorn status because we all know the state of customer service. We always we always complaining up. Oh, we don't have good customer service in Nigeria. Well, that's why you need to use that as a standout because guess what? There's nothing that you're selling that nobody else is selling. You do not have the monopoly of items or whatever it is that you think you're selling. Just a quick Google search, and I'll find out five people like you that are selling that thing you're selling. So the only thing that is going to actually keep you different is your customer service. Now, what is customer service? And this is the very interesting part. Nigerians, we have decided that customer service is, she did not greet me in the morning. When I walked in, they did not roll out the red carpet for me, so this place has bad customer service. And that's not what customer service actually is. And we need to change our minds and dissuade our minds from thinking that customer service is when you say sorry or how you, um, when something goes wrong. Okay, she be I apologize. No. That's not what customer service is. And that's basically what I'm going to try to use the next 20 minutes to talk about. So, oh, sorry. So what is customer service? And there are two elements of customer service for me. There's the tangible element or the procedural element. And then there's the personal element. Now, customer service, which is the tangible element for me, is the ability to provide a service or product in the way that it has been promised. We see a lot of these memes online where you see what I ordered, what I got, right? I ordered a Buka Strad and I got something different. Now, that is the problem with customer service. When you do not deliver the product as promised, that is the first problem. Because most of the time, what you have is that you get bad products or bad service, as the case may be, and then you spend all your time or all your customer service budget apologizing, and then you say, that is good customer service. No, you fail the first test, which is actually delivering the product or delivering the service as promised. So if we can change our minds and change our orientations and actually focus on getting the product right the first time. And I titled this because with startups and with SMEs, there seems to be this um, craze for funding. And that seems to be the only thing we think about. How do we get funding? Where is the money going to come from? And then it's like, okay, you get the funding. Are you actually using this money to create a product that people will buy? So you go to all sorts of um, pitching events, and people are pitching these great pro- products. But these products are great on paper. 
is it actually what the customer wants? Have you actually done any research to make sure that, okay, you're actually giving people this thing? This is why companies put in a lot of thought into their, their product. This is why the phones keep getting slimmer and slimmer. Because we know that, okay, people want something handy. This is why the phones are also having all kinds of um, functionalities. This is why people don't even need a professional camera anymore. Because guess what? My phone can take as good a picture as any professional camera there. Camera quality keeps getting better because that's what people want to do. So delivering the product as promised is the first step into successful customer service for your company. Now, how to lose customers fast. And I have a little snippet there which says that 59% of respondents say it takes one or two bad experiences, customer service experiences, to decide not to work with a company again. One or two bad experiences. In some cases, you won't even get to two. From one, that's it. The person is out. There's another fact that states that one in 26 unhappy customers will complain, meaning that there are 25 others who will not say a word. And you know that it is true. How many times have you been treated badly and actually gone back to tell the company that they've been treated badly? Most of the time, you just lock up. But guess what happens? After you've locked up, you go and tell all your family members and all your friends not to ever go near that business. Word of mouth will never go out of style. And we always like bad gists. We don't like good gists. There's something I like to do. I like to do like a little role play. So I'll, I'll do that with you now. So let's say I'm your friend. I come with you. I come to you with gists. And I say, ah, that's how I went to this place, this place. So they were so nice to me. It was such an awesome experience. I mean, the food was tasty. The people were nice. It was just great. I really enjoyed my stay there. That's one gist, Abby. And I come again at you and say, hmm, you will not believe what happened to me today. That's how I went to that place. Those people, they are all useless. They are a useless bunch of people. Whoa, I will destroy their business in this Lagos. Which one do you think is more interesting as gist right now as we're talking? The bad gist, Abby. That's the human nature. Bad news sells. Bad publicity is the thing that will move faster. So once you have one negative, bad, one negative experience that you're giving to a customer, if you do not arrest it immediately, then you're going to have a problem on your hands. And it's just going to keep spreading and spreading and spreading. That's why online vendors or people who sell online are deathly afraid of call-outs. That's what we call it, Abby. Internet call-outs. I'm going to call you out. That's what you used to threaten a vendor. I'm going to call you out on social media. People are scared. Why are they scared of it? Because the negative blow that it can give your business is not something you can measure. So, 59% of respondents, one or two bad experiences, they will never work with your company again. This is not to say, and it's another thing, this is not to say that you will not have bad situations as a company. It will happen. It's a man-made or man-run business. So things might go wrong. But the issue is, how can you minimize that margin of error? And then when it does happen, what are the things you have put in place to make sure that you can arrest it when it does happen? So like I said, there are two dimensions of service. There's the procedural dimension, which is the established systems and procedures to deliver products and services. Then there's the personal dimension. And that's where, just like Tone said about HR, that's where your hiring comes in. What kind of people are you hiring to talk to your customers? See, customer service is not for everybody. So people don't have the personality to go with customer service. And that's fine. God has a great sense of humor. And he created all of us differently. But you do not go and tell somebody that's supposed to be locked up in an office somewhere doing the books and put him to deal with customers. You don't do that. And then the thing you have to understand is that when you're hiring somebody, you're hiring all of them. You're hiring their background. You're hiring their training. You're hiring their upbringing. 
And most of those stuff are going to show themselves either in their relationship with you in the office or in their relationship with the customer. So there are three things I'm going to discuss which I believe will help you to develop a customer-centric a customer -centric startup or a customer-centric SME. The first one is your process. I won't dwell on this because it's not really my field, but process regarding your entire company. So who deals with customers? Who deals with suppliers? Who deals with this? Do you have processes? Do you have escalation processes? Do you have things put in place for employees to follow to make sure that everything is done at the time that it's supposed to be done? If your process is wrong, already the product is going to come out wrong because guess what? You're not going to produce what you planned on producing or you're not going to produce it at the quality that you planned on producing it at. So your process is the first step to be able to achieve any kind of success meaning that your company has to put in processes in place that all the products that you're producing are up to standard and up to what the customer has, has ordered for or wants. Supply chain management. Have you ever heard, has anybody, ever, I'm sure everybody has heard of supply chain, but do you know what it is? That's the issue. Your supply chain is basically everything that happens from the inception or the idea of the, of the production of the cost of the thing you want to produce up until the time that it gets to the customer. So that entire chain is your supply chain. Everybody has a supply chain. Every business has a supply chain. It's up to you to go and map it out. The reason why your supply chain is very important is that it is possible that there is an element of your chain that is wrong and it is affecting every single thing going on in your business. I'll give you an example. We have a lot of online um, food stores now. We have people who make bowls of soup for busy women who can't, you know, like if I work in a bank, I close at nine, I'm not cooking anything. So I just order up and then it comes in. Now, this woman has a supply chain. Let's quickly map it out. She has her procurement, which is to buy the stuff from the markets. Then she has storage in the bigger company, you would call it warehousing. But for her, it will be storage and the storage will be her freezer or her fridge or her store, wherever she keeps the things that she's bought. Then you have distribution, and at that point, you have fulfillment. So people bring in orders on Instagram. She's handling the orders. Okay, I want one, um, two liters of egusi. I want two liters of um, bitter leaf soup, all of that. Then you now have the distribution parts. And this is where we have the three part, third-party logistics companies. That's the riders. And it could be that that is the point of her supply chain that is giving her the most issue. I don't know if you've dealt with these riders but they are an interesting bunch. So you'll find the woman has cooked this really great soup, packaged it really well, put her logo on it, and has given it to this rider and says, please help me take it to so so, -so and so place in Lekki. And then the rider takes it and then decides, make a branch here small. Mm -mm, may I reach this side? No, may I reach this side? And then does reach this side, reach this side. Four hours, the person that ordered soup has not gotten it. Meanwhile, on your Instagram page, you have uh, promised you will get the soup in three hours after order. And then now, five hours, six hours, guess what? Your customer does not know logistics company. Your customer does not care about your logistics company. Your customer only knows you. A customer will call you, call you, and be like, Madam, I don't know. I don't know where this rider has gone. No, I've been calling him. I don't know. I will try. The point is, if the rider gets there, and the woman says, I'm not interested in your soup again. You've been carrying it around the whole Lagos for the past four hours. I'm not eating again. Then you now start having issues. And there's where repairs and returns come in. But unfortunately, you cannot repair an already ordered bowl of soup. Do you understand my point? 
your supply chain is very important. And the beauty of your supply chain is that your supply chain is not just your immediate chain. You have your supplier, supplier. Do you understand what that means? Your supplier has a supplier. You are somebody's supplier. You are somebody's supplier, supplier. So you can see that it's a very, very long chain. You are part of somebody's chain. People are part of your chain. You need to know the steps of your supply. So that's the assignment I will give you today. I don't care what industry you are in. You have a supply chain. Let me tell you now. Because I taught a couple of people, and some people were in the tech industry, and they said, "Eh, I don't know, she was in the services industry. I said, I don't have any storage. I said, what's your computer hard drive? Where you keep your documents and your information? That's storage. That's warehousing. So everybody has a supply chain. You, as a human being, you have a supply chain. You have the guy that washes your clothes. You have the woman that comes to clean your house. You have the woman that supplies you pepper. That's a supply chain. Do you understand? So the assignment I'm going to give you today is to figure out your supply chain. And then look at it critically and ask yourself, what part of it is not working for me? Because it will affect how you're able to deliver to your customers. Very, very important. Now, this is the personal side, and this is the soft skills of your staff. I'm not going to dwell on this because someone has done a fantastic job already explaining that you cannot hire the wrong people and expect magic. It doesn't work like that. So if you have to train them, then bring out the money to train them. There's this popular saying of um, you're training, somebody says, what if I train them and they leave? And they say, what if you don't train them and they stay? then you're working with untrained people who are going to affect your business negatively. So the soft skills of your people. Training is, has been made so affordable lately. If you're, if you're pressed for cash, if you go online, you'll see free courses. All you have to do is force them. All you have to sit down. Where I used to work, a telecom company, we used to by force do e-learning courses. And it was part of our KRAs. So if you don't do the e-learning course, you miss like 10%. So training is not something that you say, ah, Shebi, it's just this, uh, my boy, boy. No, no matter how little, even if it's 5,000 naira you pay for per person, pay it. It helps. It really does help. So the soft skills of your staff actually work. Because the truth is that you have to understand that you're not going to be with your business all day. There are people that have said, because of this lady that works here, I will come here every day, every day, no matter what happens. And there are people that have said, because of this lady that works here, me, my family, and my generation will never come here ever. So your staff hold that much power. Customers in the restaurant want more than, more than food. Do we agree? What else do they want? What else do you want when you go into a restaurant, apart from the food? What else do you want? Good ambience so that we can take those good Instagram pictures, have you? Yeah. What else? Needs. The cleanliness, that's very true. What else? Guys, please, come on, come on, tell me. What else do you want in a restaurant? Or you just want the food and it's done? Attention. Okay. What? Prompt, God bless you. I was waiting for somebody to say quick. Have you been to a restaurant and waited one hour and your food has not come? No matter how the food is sweet, it, it already it has destroyed the experience. So you can see that apart from just the food, which you would say a restaurant is for food, you need some other things. And those other things are very important. Okay, guests in a hotel want more than a room. What else do you want when you go to a hotel? Security. God bless you. Very important. Comfort. Running water. You know, the thing is, you take for granted good hotels when you go to a bad, when you go to a bad hotel, you start to remember all the good hotels you've been in and be like, God, I took it for granted. Like, 
I've stayed in a very, I'm not going to mention their name, but they're like, if you're calling five hotels in Lagos, they are inside that five. And we were supposed to check out that day. and went for breakfast, my husband and I, and we came back and wanted to have a bath to leave. And they were like, ah, water is not running. This was about 10 a.m. Water is not running, water is not running. We're there till 4 p.m. I'm not kidding. Top hotel. If I tell you the name, you won't believe it. I, in fact, I was like, wow. Sometimes it's good to enter these places, though. So that you will not be feeling bad when you don't enter sometimes. and be like, it's true, it's true, it's true. So when you stay in it, when you have a bad experience, you start to treasure and hope for all those good experiences that you, good experiences that you took for granted. Clients in a transaction want more than just a settlement. They want your loyalty. They want you to be trustworthy. They want to know that you're credit worthy. So in that same vein, customers want more than just a product or service that is offered. They also want to be treated well. So what are the common mistakes that we make as businesses sometimes when we're dealing with um, how to put together our customer service strategy? Assuming that you know what the customer wants, and that's a very, very big problem. You can't just sit in your house and be like, ah, me, I will buy this thing if I see it. No, that's why you are not the customer. You cannot presume that because you would buy it, everybody else will. No. You can't presume. So you need to do your research. You need to actually ask questions before you start to make a product. Because, for instance, you might like um, a slim phone. I might want something that is a bit more bulky in the hand so that it doesn't slip. Over automation. Nigerians as a people, I have a whole other slide that deals with the Nigerian customer. Nigerians as a people, we do not like when things are too automated. That's why when your DSTV goes off, instead of you to go and use self-service, which is very available to you, you will call their number. The number will not even tell you again. That's the self-service you can use, or you say, no, I want to wait to speak to a human being. Am I lying? So we don't like it. My father will always say, I don't like all this. If you are hungry, press one. If you are angry, press two. He does not want to do that. He wants to talk to a human being. So when you now go and you now say, ah, I've started this business. Oh, my God. I want them to know that I've arrived. I go and put chatbots and all those other issues that I don't know what they are. You're killing yourself because we want to talk to human beings. So you're better off taking that money and paying and training a human being to handle your customer service. Because there are also some situations that your chatbots cannot handle. There's some peculiar things that will come up that a human being alone can make this, can have the sense to say, okay, let's do it this way, let's do it this way. So over automation. And sometimes we do this just because we want to feel among, I want to show that, yes, we have arrived. You want to raise shoulder for your competitors. So necessary. Curative instead of preventative. We are a society of sorry. Sorry customer service is massive. You rather let it go wrong and then you say sorry afterwards. Well, I'm here to break it to you that the era of sorry customer service is over. Because that thing that, like I told you, that thing that you think you have that is so special, guess what? There are plenty that have it. So that sorry, it's not going to cut it anymore. Customer service is not as important as sales. And that's a very, very, very bad misconception. The smart thing to do would be to merge both. I used to work in sales, and I can tell you for a fact and for free, even though I did it for eight years, I'm not a good salesperson. I'm a horrible salesperson, but I do know customer service, and that was what was helping me meet my targets, not sales. I don't know how to do all that follow-up call, and I don't know it, but guess what? You will become my friend. 
I will charm the pants off you and make sure you buy that thing I'm selling. That was my strategy. So customer service actually is extremely effective with sales, but people don't realize that. So they only go and spend the money funding the sales department. Guys, go out and bring in the money, and they're like, customer service, eh, shall try, they'll be fine. No. You need to find a way to make sure that those two departments work hand in hand. Very, very important. Now, I think this might be my almost last slide. How to improve your customer experience. Hire the right people. Tomo has talked about that, so I'm not going to um, dwell on it. Know your customer and their preferences. Again, I've dwelt on that a little bit. Share educational information and create a community. Some people open Instagram accounts and online accounts to sell. Some people open it to create communities. You need to be able to do both. There's something about creating a loyal customer. Loyalty is not achieved in a day. You know, there's a difference between satisfaction and loyalty. Do you realize that? Customer satisfaction and customer loyalty, there's a difference. But one has to happen before the other. If a customer is not satisfied, you can never get to the point of loyalty. Usually what happens is a customer who becomes loyal is one that has been satisfied over time. So, for you to be able to do that, you need to create a community. You need to create a community where if something bad happens to you for some reason, like, okay, a sale went wrong, and then somebody decides to call you out, all your Voltrons that you have created over the years will come out and fight for you. That's what it means to create a community. Negative feedback is not the enemy. When you get negative feedback, see it as an opportunity to turn that customer into a loyal customer. Vocal feedback, even when negative, it's very rare. Remember what I said about 25 people not coming back out of 26 to tell you that they are unhappy. So when somebody actually takes the time to actually type a message to you or give you a call and say, I'm unhappy with this service, take out the time to treat it because you actually have an opportunity to get a great customer from that person. But if you take it as this person is being difficult or he's a hater, and that's the problem. We think that people who give us negative feedback are haters, that your village people sent them to come and destroy your business. No. They're actually trying to help you. So it's for you to accept the help and then do something about it. Set goals that you can measure. I want us to have a customer base of this, this, this figure by this, this, this time of this, this, this year. Let it be measurable. Don't throw it up in the air as something that can just float. It needs to be something that you can track, something that you can also hold necessary parties accountable for at the end of the period in time. And I think that's it. Again, my name is Oluchio Kafor. I manage Multimix Academy. You can follow us on Instagram at Multimix Group. You can also follow me personally, Oluchi M. Okafor, at Oluchi M. Okafor. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned to our next episode. Subscribe to us at Startup Lagos on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Visit us at www.startuplagos.co.